Hi lovelies and welcome to episode 35. Today I'm going to be talking with you about winter blues and seasonal affective disorder. So we're gonna start with what, move on to the why, and then finish with actionable tools and techniques that you can use over these winter months to feel better. And the reason I've decided to cover these topics are partly because the seasons are undoubtedly changing and partly because of a recent collaboration I did with Superseed Life, and they are an amazing company based here in Austin, and creators of seed-based flour, and lots of amazing, yummy, healthy treats. And I met their CEO, Lindsay, who is just brilliant, and created some content for them on this very topic, especially for their CBD lines. And yeah, so thanks for the inspiration, Lindsay and Superseed Life. And just to clarify, I've not been paid to mention them. I just love what they're doing. And Lindsay is a listener. So hi, Lindsay. Surprise. <laughs> so let's kick things off with some definitions. The winter blues are simply put a change in mood associated with winter. And seasonal affective disorder is defined as a type of depression that comes and goes in a seasonal pattern. It's not just exclusive to winter, any of the seasons. And the symptoms listed on the NHS website include craving carbs and gaining weight, sleeping for longer, finding it more difficult to wake up in the morning, feeling more tired throughout the date and being irritable, as well as a loss of interest in normal everyday activities. And what I want you to notice here is how all these symptoms are also really linked to each other poor sleep, tiredness, irritability, craving carbs and weight gain, and less desire to do anything. And this is why, as always, I would just caution the use of the word disorder, because maybe there is complete order in it. If we look at our evolution, there are clear reasons why it would make sense that we experience a shift in winter. Your brain wants to keep you alive. This is what it is programmed to do. And your winter programming includes eating more to compensate for food scarcity and staying indoors to survive the weather. And our deeply programmed brains that are highly efficient just haven't adjusted to our modern day lives. Now, winter itself is neutral, but your brain has developed these life-saving skills and reactions that have served us throughout history living in the wild. So to your primitive brain, cold weather and darker days are translated as food scarcity and likely death if you step outside the cave and are not able to find shelter. This means that your powerful brain is working to keep you indoors, eating more. And this is literally what's going on in your brain, in my brain, in all of our brains over winter months. Our brains are programmed to shift their priorities. So if you find yourself more than ever wanting to skip the gym, wanting to avoid social plans, wanting to binge watch episodes of The Office on Netflix, on your sofa, in your pajamas, you are absolutely not alone. Our brain is always programmed to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and minimize effort. And in winter, these signals are heightened because for a long time during the history of the human brain, 
winter was life-threatening. And in some cases, and in some places, it still is. So you may be thinking, well, of course I don't want to go running outdoors in the cold. It's cold. Okay, but why is that a problem? Literally pause this for a moment. And whatever it is you are doing or not doing or struggling with over the winter months, ask yourself, why? Okay, it's colder. Why is that a problem? Pause, answer. If you pause and answered, welcome back. Um, Perhaps your thought was something along the lines of, it's unpleasant to run in the cold. But this is in itself a thought. Unpleasant, or however you're phrasing it, is subjective, it's opinion. And we know this because people do exist that love running in the cold and definitely prefer to run in the cold over running in high heat. And too hot or too cold will always be subjective because everyone has a different meaning for the word too. Our programming is also coming from the conversations we've been having and the media we've been exposed to. So how do you talk about winter? Complaining much? Because your dialogue around winter will impact your emotions and therefore your behaviors. And I had this happen to me the other night. It was Halloween last week and we were heading out to meet friends, trick or treating, walking the streets with their kids. And now if you live in Austin, you noticed a drop in the weather the last few weeks. And in fact, it was the talk of the town. It's so cold. Can you believe the weather? Even people telling me they enjoyed the cold. So there was a lot of talk around this and my brain had decided it was cold and it didn't want me to go out that night. I put on layers, I made a hot flask. I could watch my brain wanting to cancel. The temptation was so high, but then we went and it wasn't even that cold, seriously. All the talking about it was a much bigger deal than the cold itself. And yesterday I went paddleboarding with my husband, even though he told me last week it was too cold because we actually checked the weather and it was beautiful. So notice your brain wanting to keep you indoors and challenge it. I promise once you get outside, it's never as bad as it is in your imagination. And that's truly because your brain doesn't understand the modern world and, and you have to show it you get to teach your brain that winter doesn't equal likely death by starvation or inability to find shelter. (laughs) But if you keep giving in to your primitive instincts and these mindless conversations, you will absolutely stay stuck. Let's also add to this our traditions and expectations of family, friends, happiness, joy, food, gifts, travel, etc. Your to-do list probably just got a lot longer, your expenses probably just got a lot higher, and this is a time of year synonymous with questions about your life, your relationships, your career, your weight, what you're eating, what you're not eating. And I also call it the season for comparison, not only with others in your life, but also with yourself. Christmas is a signal of the end of the year and the beginning of a new one. It's an easy time to reflect on all that you've done or not done and the goals you didn't achieve, the things that you feel stuck on. And an unmanaged mind is just going to go wild with all of this. 
Seriously, so for a minute, go back to the drunk best friend example I use. And if you haven't heard it already, I recommend listening to episode six, I think it is. So your drunk best friend in your brain. Now put your drunk best friend in a room with these questions, with the carbs, with the complaining. And of course, she's going to feel terrible. And of course, she's going to indulge in all the carbs and not make good decisions for you. And this is why I really recommend people not waiting until January to do something about it. And I will share at the end of the episode how we can work together to manage your mind and sober up your drunk best friend. But the last thing to consider is that darkness is impacting your serotonin and melatonin levels, confusing your body clock, your sleep routine, and your energy levels. So all in all, it can really be a shit show. But it isn't all doom and gloom. Firstly, you've survived every winter you have ever had. And I want to leave you some tips for what you can do about it. So be sure to pull up your phone notes or a pen and paper and write them down. Or if you can't do that now, if you're driving, then DM me on Instagram and I will send them to you. As a reminder, it's at Vicky Louise underscore underscore underscore. Okay, so one, stop judging yourself. Your self-criticism is holding you back, it's fueling your anxiety, and it's draining your energy. So before taking any positive action and trying to jump out there, you have to let go of this judgment. Once you've done that, you can stop listening to your brain. Your brain wants you to eat more. It wants you to stay indoors. You do not have to obey your brain. And making decisions ahead of time and committing to them even when your brain tells you not to is a game changer for winter and forever. The next up, stop complaining. It's tempting and easy and mindless, but I want you to actually be mindful that how you talk becomes a habit. The more you complain in one area of your life, even if it's just about the weather, the easier it is to complain in all areas. You are building the habit of complaining. You are feeding it. It's not going to help you. (laughs) Next up, number four, create routine. So create routine around the time that you wake up, the time that you go to sleep, when or how you exercise, what you are eating. And I will say that it's okay to change your routine for winter. Maybe you don't have the same exact routine as you have over summer, but still create and commit to a routine. Because what happens sometimes when people aren't willing to let go of their summer routine is they end up doing nothing. So think on purpose about the routine that you want throughout this winter. Next up, be social. Your mental health is directly impacted by your social support. So you can stay indoors with others or you can enjoy seasonal things that are only available this time of year. It's never as bad once you get outside. Next up, find light so we know it's darker. Plan for it, whether it's going outside at lunch or sitting by the window during the day. Think about what you can do to get more light and implement it. Lastly, I'm sure those of you that have been following me for a while were expecting this one. Get offline. (laughs) It's so easy to sit at home nowadays with the swiping and the scrolling, comparing your life to others, feeling sorry for yourself, consumed in hours of media that's not serving you and really is feeding your anxiety. So what can you do without technology? Get creative. A new recipe, 
I love soup, lots of different soup recipes. Maybe it's some art, maybe it's writing the book you've been thinking about for years, maybe it's just writing a blog. Whatever it is, get offline and get creative. The most important thing really is always gonna be to be kind to yourself, be kind to your anxiety. It's only trying to keep you alive after all. And you get to teach your anxiety that you don't need those same survival instincts anymore. Winter can be a time for you to actually blossom into creativity, into new routine and into growth. And if you want to take this opportunity to grow, then let's talk. I will leave a link to schedule a call with me in the show notes. You can create the change you want and you can do it now, even when it's winter, even when it's cold and even when it's dark. And if you start now, imagine where you will be when spring comes around. That's all from me, my lovelies. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to feel better? You can download a free anxiety workbook, which includes a bonus worksheet to use anytime you feel anxiety creeping in by heading over to vickilouise.com forward slash guide. That is Vicky, V-I-K-K-I, then Louise, L-O-U-I-S-E. So vickilouise.com forward slash guide. The link will also be in the show notes. Just do it.